Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we are introducing a new company to everybody, new company on the show called Petrus Resources, traded on the TSX under the symbol PRQ, and down in the US on the OTC markets under the symbol PTRUF. We are chatting with the president and CEO, Ken Gray. Now, Petrus Resources is an energy company, uh, producing company, also has some exploration focused in Western Canada. The company operates in three core operating areas. These are Farrier, Central Alberta, and the Rocky Mountain Foothills. Now, Ken, since this is the first time on the show, and some of our listeners might have heard uh, guest Doc Jones on the show mention Petrus before. I know he likes this story due to the current cash flow and also some of the cash flow growth projections that the company has. Can you take us through a little background on the company, how it came to be, please? Sure. And glad to be here and have a chance to talk about Petrus. We're a smaller oil and gas company. We're about, I don't know, 65% gas and, and the rest oil and liquids. The company's been around roughly 10 years, probably a little longer than that, and you know went public six or seven years ago. I've been here for one year, and like I said, we're, we're a smaller oil and gas company. We um, did a bunch of acquisitions back in 2015. Timing wasn't great on those, but we did pick up some really good assets. You mentioned our farrier area, which is our key area. It's the Cardium Play and we produce about 4,000 or 4,500 BOE a day from that area alone and have a, a really good infrastructure uh, situation there. So that's our key area. We were a, a larger company, you know, when we made those acquisitions and did some drilling over the years with the, uh, the low price environment and some of the debt issues that we had, we weren't able to really spend a lot of capital so uh, production fell off a bit and finally got it stabilized last year at about 6,000 BOE a day. And uh, now we're in a much better position uh, with our debt and we're able to start drilling. Prices are much better. The economics look great. And so we're, uh, we're on a growth path now. Yeah, Ken, that's pretty typical of most oil and gas companies. There was a rough patch there for a few years. And then over the last two years, the, the higher prices have allowed companies to wear up their balance sheets to some degree to get into the growth mode, to get the revenues coming in. And so let's dive into a little bit about, uh, I guess we'll focus on the Farrier project, but just a quick note to listeners, you have the Farrier project, but you also have North Farrier, Thornsby, Foothill, Central Alberta. You know, you've got a number of projects the flagship is clearly in the Cardium at, at Farrier. So walk us through what the growth plans are there and what you did last year. You know, are you drilling any wells? What's the plan of attack at Farrier? Yeah, Farrier is our kind of core area. Like I said, it's the Cardium play, very predictable. We've drilled a number of wells there over the last three or four years, not as many as we would have liked, but um, all the wells have been quite good, you know, and quite predictable in, in sort of a three to 500 or 600 BOE a day range. 
and they they come on with you know some pretty good oil rates initially and then the oil does drop off a little bit but the economics on the wells are are just fantastic so what we've done uh, you know last year we drilled only two of our own wells or i'm going to say we only drilled two wells we drilled two wells in that farrier area that we were able to bring on in 2021 that actually contributed to uh, our production in 2021 so you know again very limited drilling over the last few years but towards the end of the year we drilled three wells one of one of which was in our north farrier area which is just kind of just to the north of the core farrier area same cardium play but it's it's a little just slightly different in that it's not quite as oily uh but our rates are are probably a little bit better on a BOE basis. And um, it's a little different as far as how we're operating up there. We don't have our own gas plant or pipeline infrastructure. So we're, we're producing into third party. But right at the end of last year, where I was at, um, we were able to drill three wells, two in our core farrier area and one up in that north farrier area. And all three came on right at the, the North Farrier one came on right at the end of the year and the other two came on in uh, sort of mid-January but all three wells are doing quite well for us and and we've actually boosted our production um, we just issue a, a monthly activity report for January and we noted production in there was 6,982 BOE a day and it's up from that going forward as well. Like I said, that was with the two core ferry wells only partially on that month. So, so we're starting to see the production growth that we've given guidance to, and um, and we expect that to continue. Our our program for you know for 2022 is is weighted towards the second half of the year. So we haven't drilled any wells yet. We're uh, we're planning to get going sort of in June and drill. 14 wells this year, all pretty much in our core farrier. We are participating in a few in that north farrier area, a few minor interests, but uh, but most of it's in the core farrier area, and we're we're expecting uh, to see significant production growth. I think our guidance has us up, you know, about 50% over over what we did last year by the end of the year, kind of as an exit rate. Okay, so that's some nice growth when you get those wells drilled. And I understand that the economics around these wells are quite good. And it sounds like this farrier, the the main flagship here, is somewhat combined to the north farrier, just up to the north. Can you give just a little bit more color on the difference between the two, understanding that north farrier is much more new to the company with only one well drilled at the tail end last year? Yeah, that's right. So again, our core farrier area is the kind of the main cardium area, you know, and we have quite a bit of infrastructure. We have our own gas plant there. We have pipeline infrastructure and and quite a few wells. Like I said, it's producing about 4,500 BOE a day of our production right now. North farrier, again, it's it's a cardium play. It's been fairly active. Pado has been drilling up there along with a few other companies. But it's a relatively new area as far as as that goes. It hasn't been well developed. There have been a few wells drilled. I'd say Pato is the biggest one. And 
So we, we participated in, in two Pato wells last year. We had 17.5% interest in those. And then we drilled our one well, our 100% well, right uh, in, in sort of uh, November, December, and got it on right before the end of the year there. So, and it's a great well. The, the, like I said, it's the Cardian play. It's a little higher pressure than our core farrier area, a little gassier. But uh, the rates are fantastic. You know, we did press release that well. Our IP30 rate on it was 830 BOE a day. And that was choked back fairly significantly. And, you know, we have opened it up a bit since then. And it's producing more now than than that IP30 rate. So it looks really good. And it's certainly an area that we're excited about and look forward to developing more once we get sort of the infrastructure situation figured out up there. But uh, for now, you know, the economics are just so good in the in our core farrier area. We have we have capacity in our gas plant. We have pipeline infrastructure already in place. For the most part, we're drilling from existing pads there. So our cost structure is uh, fairly low. Our op cost structure is is very low and and fixed for the most part, so that uh, as we're bringing on these wells, we're not seeing any any more sort of incremental op costs. So the economics for for those core ferry wells are just pretty much unbeatable with anything else. Well, Ken, it sounds like yeah, with all the infrastructure there, having capacity at that gas processing plant. And then the plan to drill those 14 wells, mostly in Farrier, but some in that North Farrier area, and, and then working on the infrastructure there with your third-party uh, partner. That's where the action mostly is for the company. That's where the growth is. And, and if you can grow production growth by 50% higher than where you were last year, that's a big achievement for any company, especially with higher energy prices like we're seeing. But let's rotate down to a couple of the other projects that are contributors. You also have the Thornsby project in Alberta. I know it's not a huge focus, but you do have production coming from there. Just walk us briefly through the Thornsby project. Yeah, Thornsby or central Alberta, is a, it's a more mature area. Again, we have our own infrastructure there. It's a lower decline property, probably you know on the order of 10 to 12%. We're not putting much capital in there right now, not because there aren't opportunities there, but just because our our core farrier area just beats the economics. So for now, we're just operating it and, and it generates really good cash flow for us. I think Central Alberta is generated, you know, about eight or nine million dollars of cash flow last year. And um, like I said, it's relatively low decline and and. So it's a nice one just to have and, and to chug along steadily. So there are a couple other kind of non-core assets as well that are also adding to the overall production profile. Can you just summarize how much production the company has currently, let's say starting this year, and then again, that 50% growth rate that we can all project out to net the end of this year? Yeah, well, we, you know, we averaged 6,000 BOE a day last year. We were pretty flat across the year with the little bit of drilling we did sort of filling in for the, the declines, the natural declines in the wells. So, so we're looking at growing from 6,000. Like I said, uh, in January, 
we almost hit 7,000. 6,982 was the number. And we've since gone up from there. Uh, we made an acquisition just recently. So that's added 400 BOE a day. And that was effective uh, January 1st. So it'll add even more to that, to those January numbers. So, you know, we are, we're well on track to, to meet our guidance, which is that we will, uh, you know, we'll exit the year in that 9,000 to 9,500 BOE a day range. Well, Ken, that's going to be some exciting growth to follow along with. Just for investors that are watching your news flow, let's say over the next six months or through the balance of the year, what are the key milestones they should be looking for? You know, what's a rough timeline of when some of these wells will start getting drilled? What should investors look forward to in the news? I think, um, you know, the first real key thing to look for will be our Q1 results. Those will include the three wells that were drilled right at the end of 2021. And so I think that'll that'll show investors kind of what we're capable of here and what, you know, what our growth potential is. And then going forward, Q2, you know, we're not planning to drill much and we, we didn't drill anything in Q1. So, you know, we don't have any additional production coming on except for those three wells that were drilled sort of uh, late 2021. So the real activity for us sort of starts after breakup. So in June is when we're really going to hit it hard and start putting the, the wells in the ground. And so you'll see, you know, in Q3, we should see some additional production added on. And then Q4 will be the big sort of leap in production. Along with that, another thing I think that investors should be aware of is that our hedging program, you know, we, we kind of had a, a bit of a pause in it. So we're hedged fairly uh, heavily up until the end of Q1 of this year. But beyond Q1, the hedges that, that we do have are much more recent hedges. So they reflect more recent pricing. So from a from a cash flow standpoint for the company, um, the hedging losses that we've seen, and we're going to have some pretty large hedging losses in Q1, given the, where prices are at right now. But beyond Q1, we start to see, you know, or we get sort of the pretty much the full price that we're seeing right now. So so that should have a, a, a big effect on our corporate cash flow beyond Q1. So that's something else that investors should look for. Now, what about debt within the company? It's nice to hear that the hedges have now rolled off because, well, now we're just seeing higher energy prices broadly. But where does the company stand in terms of debt? And what's the forecast in terms of how you're going to repay some of that debt? I think right now, you know, we're, we're somewhere under 60 million of debt, which is Based on our forecast cash flow, we're, we're less than one times cash flow uh, on a go forward basis. Having said that, you know, the current banking syndicate we have still isn't very supportive of the company. So we have a plan in place to restructure that debt. And, you know, that's something else to kind of look for over the next couple months. Well, Ken, it's, it's your first time on the show, so I would love it if you could maybe give investors your background in 
the oil and gas industry and maybe just highlight any other key people on your board or, or team that, that you think are worth mentioning? Yeah, fine. I've been working in the oil and gas business for 30 something years. I uh, graduated as a petroleum engineer back in 1983, worked for BP for about a little over 10 years in Alaska, Texas, and the North Sea, moved back to Canada, worked for a few smaller companies here, and then uh, kind of struck out on my own and ran a couple private companies up until last year. And then my brother, Don, who um, has started Pato and is who's the chairman of the board for Petrus and one of its largest shareholders, he saw a real opportunity for the company uh, last year and, and kind of thought they needed a management change. So he asked me to, to join the companies and I agreed. So since then, you know, they've invested some money, uh, Don, along with my other two brothers. And, you know, they own, I guess, about 75% of the company now. So, you know, we, we were able to, to restructure quite a bit of the debt last year. Uh, with their help. And now the company's, like I said, it's on great footing with great, great opportunities to grow. So, um, so they saw that last year uh, coming. I think we all kind of saw this better pricing and, and, you know, better days ahead for the oil and gas business. So it was a very good time to start putting some money in and, and uh, getting things to the to the position that they're at right now with this company where we can now take advantage of, of what is, you know, quite a good pricing environment. When I started here last year, you know, I was, I was quite impressed with the team we've got here. We have, you know, a, a relatively small staff, only I think 12 people here in the office. Uh, most of you have, have been with the company quite a while. So they've, They've stuck it out through the hard times, and I think everybody's quite excited about about things going forward. As far as key guys here, you know, we've got our, our uh, VP Finance Matthew Wong, who's who's really helped out a lot in in dealing with the banks and 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 helping us get kind of our debt situation figured out. Uh, we've also got Matt Scandrup, who's kind of our head engineer here been with the company oh I, I think it's eight or nine years and um, I'm just amazed at what he's able to handle by himself you know we're basically a 6,000 barrel a day company that that he's kind of doing everything for so so he's quite an impressive guy Lindsay Hatcher who's our JV rep who who uh, also does investor relations and just kind of does a little bit of everything around here. And, and, you know, I can go on and on. Everybody here fills a vital role and, and um, does a very good job for us. So, so we're, we're happy to have them. We've got a very good team in place, a team we feel can execute on the plans going forward. And we're just, just can't wait to get going. All right. Well, Ken, I'll give you one more chance here just to quickly summarize the growth plans for this year, because I really do think this is a big year for the company. I understand that it's one of your largest budgets when it comes to drilling these wells and the up to 50% growth rate that we could see. 
just summarize again just how important this year will be for the growth of the company, please. Yeah, this is a key year for the company. It's the first year that we're going to start growing production again. Like I said, we we kind of flattened it out. Production had been declining over the last few years due to lack of capital investment. Last year, we were able to kind of arrest that decline and, and flatten it out. This is the year that we start to show growth, growth both in production and in cash flow. You know, we're expecting like you said, uh, to exit the year, you know, with uh, rates about 50% above what we had in 2021. We're looking at cash flow almost doubling this year, uh, both from the production, but from better prices, from the hedging that we talked about. So this is a, a key year for the company and, and we can really show what we're capable of. And then there's more. There's more to come. You know, we have North Ferrier, an area that has a lot of potential. You know, we I think we've kind of showed the potential it has, but it's not really a big factor in our development plans for this year. And and we have a lot more, you know, lands and locations available in the core ferrier area as well. So uh, by no means is this kind of a one-shot deal where we, we grow this year, you know, we expect to grow significantly this year and going forward. All right, Ken, really appreciate this introduction. If anybody wants more information on any aspect of Petrus Resources, you can always email us either fleck at kereport.com or shad at kereport.com. And we will be following up with Ken as some more news is released, especially on the growth front of the drilling of the wells, which it does sound like will be coming in the next couple months. Ken, thank you again for this introduction and please keep us up to date on future news. Thanks guys. It's a pleasure.